right. Guess what? Is it time? Is it time for 419? It is time for 419. It's 419 somewhere. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about today. I think we do, Chris. Yeah, we're going to be talking about breaking in, Tully. Uh, we've got uh, Kodachrome. We're going to be talking about some uh, uh, some great movies that are coming out on the DVD. And uh, one that we didn't get a chance to talk about that I finally saw, Valerian in a City of a Thousand Planets. <laughs> I cannot wait to talk about that film a little later. So... Yeah, I'm sure that's great. Oh my uh, god! I'm excited for these trailers. We're going to talk about a little later yes, on. Yes, they're going to be. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Teen Titans Go oh. to the movie trailers, and uh, also the Predator. There's a new Predator movie. Mm-hmm. Thank God, yeah. somebody got that done. That's been in development for a hundred years. <laughs> Everyone's been <laughs> clamoring for it. Yeah, it's like no more Predators versus Aliens. You keep nope. fucking that up. Nope. We're gonna just. We just need a standalone, straight standalone, up Predator movie. Get his own, the Predator needs their own mm-hmm. franchise. Again. So yes, <laughs> you know this is uh this is the Fox deal where Disney goes. Uh, well, I don't know if we need every license. <laughs> sure, we'll just yeah. take some of them. Is that part of the deal? Okay, yeah, all, right. all right, you're throwing it in. There you go. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's talk about. I saw Breaking In. Yes. Now, before we get started, uh, I was trying to look up some trivia on this film, <laughs> and uh, there was, wasn't was any on IMDb. However, the first reader review of the movie started with the title, Ugh, Unsatisfying, Pretentious, Predictable. <laughs> <laughs> so I copied and pasted it because it made me laugh. So what did you think, well, yeah, uh, think Graham? What did you think I, of Breaking In? I didn't have any massive expectations for this movie. It is. It is. Now, is this taken in a house? Well, this is a diehard taken. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is a diehard taken. Um, it's more just like, yeah, you know, uh, suburban mom diehard. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, is there a panic room involved? Yeah. It's. It's. There's a bunch of stuff that is kind of introduced and never really explained. Okay. So her dad is Gabriel Union's dad. Uh it, the movie starts out he he he's hit by a car, he dies. Okay. And she's got to go sell the house and oh, she doesn't want to. And turns out there's criminals that want to get money that's in the house because dad was into some nefarious stuff. Oh, hidden money in the walls? Yes, Mm -hmm. he had this big security system. Mm. You want to know why he was doing nefarious stuff? Sure. Good luck. (laughs) So would I. I'd like to know why. Yeah. (laughs) Just There's just brief allusions to the fact that dad got into some crazy business. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... So I don't go into this movie like expecting some amazing stuff, but it is it is crazy predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is that thing of I I I don't even this this isn't even a spoiler alert. This is if you've ever been to a movie. Oh, I bet you that guy's dead. Well, if we've never seen his body, <laughs> guess what? You might be seeing. Oh, him again. he might come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was literally like, wow, this is, because I kept going, oh, this is a take. And I was like, no, this is Die Hard. She's, mm-hmm. they didn't count on her. You know, yeah. no one was supposed to be in the house. Mom hard. Mom hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a mom hard. <laughs> Stay away from my kids. I would rather, like, is sort of. Was it purgy at all? No. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of in terms of, mm-hmm. there's some grisly deaths and I'm just part of it. And I've said, I think I've said this before. I was like, God, I don't know if I want to watch any more of these violent mm-hmm. death films and he, it was really like, um, is predictable. Like the 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 um, Halle Berry mini mad mini you know angry minivan mom going to get her kids movie. Mm-hmm. As sort of silly and predictable as that movie is, right? It was more engaging and it made more sense because you know kidnapped. Yeah, kidnapped. Yeah. Right. Um, or they just yeah. Because it was like, oh, it's in a minivan, and you kept going, well, how is this? And they kept sort of justifying why. They kept answering, well, how is this going to go from here? There's no way she's, oh, okay, all right, that Mm -hmm. makes sense to me. Like, Mm -hmm. why didn't she just call the, oh, she can't, you know, like. So it was was intriguing, and I was like, I was was riveted, you know, in Mm -hmm. that movie. And this movie, I was like, all right. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, it's an hour and a half. It's 88 minutes at best. You know, Gabrielle Union is good as as sort of the like, you know, her character arc is, oh my God, I'm terrified. Well, I what I just got to save my kids to like, oh, it's, I'm going to get kick your ass. Right. Which is fine. That's fine. That's a fine for this type of action movie. So, um, you know, and it's like, she, I love giving stuff, you know, she's not saved by a man or any mm-hmm. of those things. Um, but it was just sort of like, Yep, there's this cliche, there's that cliche. I mean, it was just, and I, and I, again, I don't, I, I can't get mad at this movie for doing exactly what it told me it was going to do from right. the trailer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there was no bait and switch no, on this movie. Not at all. <laughs> it was literally just, I was on the road last week with Ron Placone. Uh, first of all, thanks to everybody that came out to the shows in uh, Tempe, Havasu, Vegas, and San Diego. But, you know, we had some time to kill when we got to San Diego because mm-hmm. we, we had driven from Vegas and it was a later show. It was like 9.30. So mm-hmm. we, we got in there like five or something. I was like, all right, let me, I'll just kill some time at a movie. Mm-hmm. And that was the only movie that like lined up mm-hmm. that was like close to the gig, <laughs> got out in time, <laughs> at time for me to go get something to eat. So it was like, all right, I'll go see Breaking In. You know, mm-hmm. I got no one to blame but myself. There was a couple like in the row behind me and... The woman kept going, well, what is, why are they, how is she? Just, oh, that's go, great. Just, like, like, really? You need it explained? This really? Is really that hard to figure yeah, out? Like, maybe you shouldn't be at the movies. Maybe you shouldn't see anything. Right. Just watch it. It'll mm-hmm. really, I am guarantee you it'll mm-hmm. all be explained at the right. end. They will tie it all up in a bow, except for where her dad got yeah. the mob money. <laughs> but that, okay, just, he was into. We got to roll with it. He was into some bad business. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the most you want to give me? Mm-hmm. Fine. <laughs> it's bad business. So, you know. The it, funniest uh, word in that IMDb review was pretentious. Really? It was pretentious? <laughs> I don't know where that. Yeah. Uh, unsatisfying, predictable, yes, but pretentious? There's yeah. not a lot of pretension in this movie. I was going to say, it doesn't sound like it. There's just cliche actors with gr- bad dialogue. I right. mean, mm-hmm. it's not pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe your use of the word right. is pretentious. <laughs> so, you know, I, if you got nothing to do... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're on the road. And you're on the road, and you have to kill time, mm-hmm. and halfway through the movie you want to go, God, I should have just gone to a Panera Bread and, and worked on the internet. Right. This mm-hmm. is the movie for right. you. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you're looking for that type of film yeah. experience. I know exactly what kind yeah, of movie that yeah, is. Yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just like, oh, man, I could have gone to a coffee shop. Right. Answered some emails. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I can't. Fair enough. I can't. <laughs> I'll so. see another Halle Berry. Kidnap two. Kidnap angry mom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, they stole they, the, the hockey practice. Is, no, they keep taking her kid yeah, every year. They, gets every older year, and older. Get like, no, she's parts. driving on her own, but oh, they're still trying to kidnap now her. Now she's on a scooter. Right. Like, what? <laughs> Now she's they they live in a boat community right. and she's got a okay I'll do that I'll do that oh she's a bike messenger yeah like but this this diehard in the woods mm. didn't I couldn't do it all right well I saw the movie Tully I'm so curious to see what have, I, because I, I almost I I gotta tell you. Had this movie lined up time-wise, I would yeah. have seen it. And you know what? It's actually not a bad movie to do a spoiler up on uh-huh. because it's um, the trailer kind of only gives you a very small picture of what this movie is. And uh, when I was looking up the trivia, th- this one always made me laugh because every movie has this piece of trivia uh, around this time of year. The film's release date was pushed back a week to avoid competition at the box office with Avengers <laughs> Infinity War. <laughs> so... Now, this movie is about Charlize uh, Theron's character um, going through postpartum depression and then having a night nanny come in to help her. That's what we see in the trailer. That's actually is what the movie is about, sort of, but it has a twist ending. And there are other elements in this movie that um, are not in the trailer. Now, the first thing I'll say about this movie is that I did like it. And there was a lot of really heartfelt 
really good emotional scenes and parts to this film. Which is what Jason Reitman and Diablo Cody are very good at. Yes, they were. And the other thing that I really liked about it too, and this kind of hit me on a personal level, is because this is something that actually um, parents like myself and Stephanie Wilder Taylor, we've actually put in our books that sometimes parenting, you know, where you're supposed to love every minute of it. No, sometimes it can be ugly and hard and depressing. And postpartum depression is a real thing. You can actually get it. And it doesn't mean you don't love your children, but these these things exist. Mm-hmm. So one of the controversies, although there's not that much controversy, unfortunately, because not many people are seeing the film, uh, it's not doing great. But the controversy um, is that the way it presents postpartum depression and other mental illness, uh, some people are taking issue with the portrayal of these subjects because the conditions are never specifically named because they feel there's not enough uh, treatment shown on screen. I find this criticism to be bullshit, and I'm going to tell you why. Is because a lot of mental illness in this country goes undiagnosed. The other thing is that also is uh, postpartum depression is something that a lot of parents go through without getting diagnosed for it, without getting help for it. So I thought this was a completely accurate portrayal of those things. Because the other thing, too, is sometimes you don't even know what's happening to yourself. Your spouse doesn't understand what's going on. So the fact that, you know, there wasn't all the screen time devoted to treatment and help on postpartum depression and other mental illnesses felt completely natural, especially in this country. I'm like, really, as a country, are we that great about diagnosing oh, mental illness and re- and yeah. even recognizing the signs were not so that was a ridiculous criticism i felt i thought the film did a great job of showing that a lot of times it can go um um kind of like undiagnosed but also to the point where it can get worse right under your nose without even seeing it so even Which as is, a spouse not seeing yeah, it. yeah and that's the mm. thing that's that's the thing with any type of mental illness is someone is going through it and the, the, the spouse or the significant other is just like, hey. Because there, there's a scene in the film. What's going on? Like, like pull, pull yourself up. Yeah. Get, stop being so down. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you have a, a, a spouse that is like, well, you know, she was uh, a little depressed when our other son was born. But, you know, she got over it. She bounced back. And, like, you don't really know what's going on underneath and or if it returns or what the what the actual problems are and if they're uh they're being um either misdiagnosed possibly or not treated the way they should be like uh you know there's depression there's postpartum depression there's um you know there's you know anxiety there's all different flavors of what could be going on in a new parent and uh uh and i thought this um film really showed like what it could what it can go through like and especially if you already have children this was their third child and uh you know there's the there's funny scenes with the kids like oh mom what happened to your body like you know things like that and do you think that makes a mom feel better about herself the fact that you know when she's pregnant for the third time her body's not bouncing back she's tired all the time and and like i said moms have it even worse uh because of the uh the body changes that they go through and charlie's theron actually uh came down with depression yes. for the first time because uh-huh. du- she she had to gain weight right for the part and had a problem mm-hmm. and was and the pressure to lose it right so that's uh you know 50 pounds and you know it, it also goes through like oh she ate in an out burger and mac and cheese in the middle of the night and like that's uh, um, the uh, interesting thing is it was it's a lot easier to put it on than take it off. It took her a year and a half to lose all the weight after mm-hmm. after uh, filming. Mm-hmm. So this film really gives a really nice and uh, really organic and really real grounded feel to a woman going through postpartum depression. But that's only part of the movie. Um, the other part, like I said, there's a kind of a surprise twist ending. Now, the problem is when you do that, you're busy setting up what that twist or what that change will be. So what happens is you've lost screen time to explore uh, more in depth what this postpartum depression is and what you're going through. So you've actually sacrificed one thing to put to put in another. Because I felt like this movie had a little few, a little... Uh, too many elements in it like not layers layers are great in a film uh but this one had a lot of elements and not all of them got served properly like another one is like well there's some hints to a uh uh a bisexual past are we going to explore that a little bit more i'm like oh no we're not 
Okay, like uh, like weird, like kind of threads that just kind of dangle that never got explored because you're too busy setting up, you know, these surprise and the twists that are, are coming towards the end. And I will say, did not see it coming. I'm not going to spoil it here for people that are going to see it, but it definitely was not something I saw. Um, the one main complaint I have with this film is the same complaint we had with uh, the Three Billboards movie, where if you want a really grounded uh, movie with grounded characters who are speaking organically, they're not going to sound like comedy writers. Right. Like, you know, every once in a while, there was almost like a comedy monologue that a character would start saying or like these quippy jokes that like, okay, those, first of all, they're not character driven and you sound like a, uh, a sitcom writer and right. normal people do not talk like that and right. they don't. And it, it literally, it takes you out of it because it really felt like, well, we need a joke punch up on the script. I'm like, mm, no, you don't. No, These stay are, with the human yeah, story. Yeah, stay with the human story, stay with the human drama. And if you want to make a lighter line or funny, make it character driven. And if you're ever stuck, you're not really sure how to do it, watch any Wes Anderson movie. Right. That's all you have yeah, to yeah. do. Just watch any of literally, even the animated ones. You could literally watch any of them and that's how you do it. If you want to make a funny line that's in character, that's how you do it. Not like, uh, you know, like Shirley's Throne was like, oh my gosh, if we have a nanny, it'll be like uh, one of those Lifetime movies where um, they'll they'll murder you and then at the end I'll walk with a limp and a cane. I'll need a cane. Like all this long, you know, jokey dialogue that like came out of nowhere. I'm like, we don't need that. We right. don't need that in this film. Um, so, uh, but it's really worth a look. It's really worth watching. Uh, it doesn't completely come together because like it doesn't quite... Uh, figure out what it wants to do. Does it want to serve the postpartum depression story or does it want to serve the surprise and twist ending? So it kind of straddles both lines. It's still a good movie, but it just, it kind of veers off a little bit um, because it, it goes in this, like, like I feel like, um, like there's that note of like, well, we need more. We need to show more in this movie. A, a movie about a woman suffering through postpartum depression isn't enough. It kind of is. Yeah. It really is. I mean, that's, you know, you could really serve that story very well from start to finish. You don't necessarily need to add these other elements. But the the movie does add these other elements. And um, so what happens is then the rest of the part that has been set up has suffers a little bit because you're too busy trying to set up this payoff at the end. So it's worth a look. It's not, it's definitely not getting um, the attention I think that, um, anyone was hoping <laughs> that the studio, the filmmakers, and right. but I'll tell you, it's like I said, there's so many things that it has going for it great performances, great scenes, great subject mm -hmm. matter, really interesting themes, and uh, a really great and brutal portrayal of um, motherhood. And it's just real and visceral, and it's um, it's worth it for all those things, despite the uh kind of curveballs that are the, 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 the weird, so the weird, they're minor the weird, little, yeah, they're not huge with one big one at the end. <laughs> yeah. The, the veers, the swerves off the, right. uh, off the path. So, um, so definitely check it out. It was, a, it was a pleasant surprise. I wasn't really sure. Like I wanted to see this movie. I wasn't sure going in, uh, how everything would kind of come together and pull it off. But you know, Charlie's throne is mesmerizing and she is not afraid to look ugly in every sense of the word right. like you know everything from you know um putting out an ugly performance and i mean that as a compliment like you know there's nothing pretty about some of the scenes that she's in and that's the point mm -hmm. you know and she's not afraid as an actress to to show that side of her which i think is great right well, so, all right interesting so now you saw kodachrome this was a uh uh, a streaming service film? This is a streaming <laughs> service movie. Uh, mm -hmm. It's about an actual thing. Uh, mm -hmm. There's this lab, Dwayne's Photography in Kansas, uh, which is still in business, but they just, they, they announced a date that they weren't going to process Kodachrome film anymore. Right, because Kodak's no longer making it. Yeah, and mm -hmm. it's all, everything's digital now. So mm -hmm. um, Ed Harris plays this like... Um, plays this like crazy famous photographer, mm -hmm. like an Ansel Adams type guy, right? right? Mm -hmm. He's got these, he's won awards, he's crazy famous. And uh, Jason Sudeikis uh, plays his son. Okay. They're estranged, he hasn't seen him in 10 years. Ed Harris is kind of an egomaniac, 
as some of those people who are that famous are. Mm. Um, clearly wasn't a good dad. And there is, and Elizabeth Olsen plays Ed Harris's- Scarlet like, Witch. Yeah, <laughs> Scarlet Witch <laughs> plays his superhero sidekick. Uh, yeah, she's she's his like assistant. Mm-hmm. And he's dying. And the premise is we you got to go with your dad to he found some old rolls of film. Okay. And the dad's very specific. Got to come with you and um so there's there's some like he would he hates it. See, they make a very he does a very good job of making it clear like yeah fuck you you're a dick you bailed <laughs> you've cheated on mom I don't like you right so the reason that they use to justify because um, I'm watching this going how are they going to get him in this car right because you know that's there's no movie unless yeah, that there's happens no movie and <laughs> I know I saw the trailer like there's no like, we've resisted the uh, the call to adventure now we're going to get in the car how's yeah, it going to happen how's it going to mm-hmm. happen. The reason they come up came up with was like, okay, it was okay. <laughs> it wasn't in my mind com- complete bullshit because I was just like, I tell all these guys to go fuck themselves. I wouldn't deal mm-hmm. with any of this crap. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and Jason Sudeikis is, is fairly successful. He works for a big record label. Not, not he works for like a mid-sized record label mm-hmm. and. That's sort of his like, I don't work for the big, I don't work for Sony or whatever. I work for this mid mid brand or whatever. And there's some okay, you know, Ed Harris plays a great dick mm-hmm. who's just an asshole and doesn't know how to connect to his kid and is trying and just says, you know, and it's not great. There's some dialogue in there that's like, well, this feels like annoying, argued dialogue. Now, it's interesting. It sounds like it could be like on on paper. Oh, this could be a really fun road trip movie. There are some really good, there are some good scenes to it. There are some mm-hmm. moments where you're like, wow, this is cool. And, you know, Bruce Greenwood plays. Um, so this is another movie no other studio wanted. <laughs> Yeah, there's some stuff in there. Um, you know, there's little parts by Dennis Haysbert plays uh, Ed Harris's like business manager mm-hmm. type guy. Um, and Bruce Greenwood plays Jason Sudeikis's uncle. Mm-hmm. And there's some okay moments and there's some like, there's some forced moments. It's worth watching because it's a streaming thing. Here's, I watched it over a couple of days. Right. 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there. Mm-hmm. So I think it's there, it's worth watching for some performances and there's some there's some scenes that are that are decent and um you know it can fall a little into cliche land of like you were never there for me dad, get over it, right, you know, like right. that scene mm-hmm. we've seen a million times before. Mm-hmm. Um but in a car but in a car that's a convertible, <laughs> that'll do it. So, um, but yeah, there is some sort of, and also there is this cool, you know, they were kind of paying homage to this actual place going out of business or not going out of business, but stopping to develop film in the end of an era, you know, and Ed Harris gives some cool speeches about what film, he's like, there's 8 billion photos being taken every day now and they're not seeing anything. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is a this is the testament to human beings' time on this earth, and and the photos that they use to show his work, you know, they're really really awesome photos, you know. Mm-hmm. And and what we were talking about on the um, the Turner Classic Movies episode with with Alan Havy that's coming out this week, of because Alan saw some films that were print, they were film right. prints. And there's some there's there's some discussions about that why Ed Harris is so you know he's like digital is bullshit or whatever, and you know he's not wrong you know I, mm. I like we we talk about it as movies but also I took a film a uh, a photography class in college and shot on on Kodachrome <laughs> it's, right. it's pretty mm-hmm. awesome so um, that that stuff's cool yeah do you got to rush out and see this movie is it the most amazing thing you, but. No, but if you're looking for something to watch at home and you've got this streaming service. Mm-hmm. Well, Kodachrome was originally manufactured in Rochester, New York, which is the home of Kodak. And I remember when I would play, uh, there was a 
a film festival there called Movies on a Shoestring that I would get short films into uh, a couple of years in a row. And uh, one of the things they would always do with the filmmakers is that we would always get a tour of the Kodak facilities, which oh. was really cool. So they would show us the vaults and all the uh, the processing. It was really uh, really cool. I have a feeling that the um, uh, the buildings are a little smaller now. <laughs> they're not they're not processing as much there or making as much film. Um, so, but so it's a you know decent decent watch if you got twenty minutes here and there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's okay. There's some alright performances mm-hmm. and and some some good scenes and stuff. All right. And the moments where you're like, yeah, I don't know. That's when you stop it and go right. finish your laundry. I'm hungry. Yeah, go get yeah. a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> well, we gotta pay some bills. We got some sponsors this week. Speaking Grant. of hungry. Yeah. Speaking of hungry. Hello Fresh. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's something for everyone with Hello Fresh's selection. You get three uh, plans to choose from: classic, veggie, or family. And uh, the cool thing is uh, you get simple recipes. It's the excitement of cooking. They're outlined on pictured step-by-step instruction cards. Now, this is something that I can actually, I'm not a great cook, but HelloFresh, when they actually come in, I can actually do it. And some of the recipes are easier than others. They have some like one pot things you could put together and other ones are a little more elaborate. Like if I'm starting them and uh, my wife comes home halfway through and sometimes there is literally just a cutting board full of uh, vegetables of different sizes and colors because I've been chopping for about 30 minutes. <laughs> but I will say this, we we figured out the more chopping you do at the beginning, the tastier the recipe at the end. <laughs> like, oh. I feel like the more work the recipe is, it actually... Uh, um, it tends to taste better. That might just be in our heads because we put so much work into certain ones, but... Uh, the other thing is the benefits of subscribing. You can enjoy HelloFresh week after week. So you spend less time meal planning and grocery shopping. And also you can manage your delivery date. And you can also pause deliveries when you're on vacation. So like, uh, you know, if you're like, oh, I'm not going to be around. Or, hey, you know what? I uh, I feel like eating out all this week. You could just say no HelloFreshes this week. Yeah, the thing I like is uh, I don't have the time to go get all these specific ingredients. Right. And... But when they, they've shown up, I'm like, oh, and I really like the project. I'm like, oh, okay. And I, and I usually yeah. am making something that I would never normally make for myself. Right. And simple and convenient. There's a lot of, like I said, one pot recipes if you want to do something quick and you have minimal cleanup. Yeah. So like now for the vegetarian ones, are they complicated? Because we, we we're on the family plan. <laughs> so. No, they're very easy. And mm-hmm. they, they really, you know, that's the thing too. If you're, if you're like a newly vegetarian, you're like, oh God, what am I going to eat? There's right. so many, and, you're, and you might feel like, because meat eaters always go, what do you eat? <laughs> and they sound just like that. Yeah, they too, all when sound they like say idiots. Because yeah. the only thing you can eat is meat. Yeah. Um, and a potato. Yeah. Uh, well, that's your side. Yes, yeah, that's your side. That's your one side. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's really and it's really healthy stuff. It's fresh and it ta- it's I, I really it tastes great. I love mm-hmm. it. And uh, but. We want you guys to uh, enjoy HelloFresh. Also, uh, not pay full price. Why would you do that? Don't do that. Uh, So you get $30 off your first week. All you got to do is visit HelloFresh.com slash ComedyFilmNerds30. So for $30 off your first week, visit HelloFresh.com slash ComedyFilmNerds30 and then enter the promo code ComedyFilmNerds30. Promo code ComedyFilmNerds30. Cool. Boom. I love it. Now we got a new sponsor, Graham. Well... A new one, a new, new sponsor, Stamps.com. You we know what? use this service. From what I hear, Stamps.com does advertise on a few podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're the first one. So, uh, you know, the thing that I like about Stamps.com is, first of all, we're already a customer because we, we have use a retail. We use it yeah. for our shipping. We have we a retail store and we love it. It's easy. Um And, you know, we, we ship out all our merchandise. Uh, still use the garage. And uh, we use stamps.com, and it's great. It's, uh, um, it's click, print, mail, and you're done. And it's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it's also domestic, international. We can do everything right from the uh, garage. I love it, too. Uh, mm-hmm. I usually, you know, for shipping gifts and stuff like that, I, I don't want to wait in line at the post office. So I'll just, I always do, like, the priority mail Things, print those out, boom, and then I just put them in the mailbox and I don't have to deal with the post office or anything. You don't even have to go. Nope. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, 
here's the thing that I like about this offer for stamps.com. Normally, you know, you get, uh, you get, you know, like a free month or whatever, but no, not for stamps.com. Graham, seriously, you get a postal scale. <laughs> you get a digital, not a postal scale, you get a digital scale. It's not, it won't actually print out the postage. Uh, uh, stamps.com will send you a digital scale. You can weigh your letters and packages and print the exact amount of postage every single time. So right now, you CFN for the special offer. You get a four-week trial. So it includes postage and a digital scale. So don't wait. Go to stamps.com, click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in CFN. That's stamps.com and enter CFN. CFN, don't pay full price. Don't. Do it. All right. How about Patreon? Oh, Chris, how about it? How about Patreon? Yeah. Would you like to get a red carpet look for a blue-collar price? Well, paparazzi. Paparazzi? (laughs) They're great, those paparazzis. They drive paper cars. (laughs) They have paper cameras. They make paper hats. (laughs) They're fantastic. I would personally go to paparazzi Julie. (laughs) (laughs) Paparazzi Julie, man, she has the best stuff. (laughs) She'll come to your house. She'll hide in the bushes when you're yeah, on a yeah. date. She's fantastic. She'll follow you in a car. Yeah. Um, Who are you? I'm Paparazzi <laughs> Julie. <laughs> Haven't you heard of me? <laughs> I'm so tired. We yeah. went on this tour last week. We were in a different yeah. city every night. And you're only half done. I'm we were not... doing three episodes oh, today. God damn it. Yeah. Whose idea was that? I don't know. Neil's. Well, we'll blame him. Neil. He's got a day job. <laughs> no. Why is this my problem? How dare he? What is he doing? What does he make money on a regular basis? Oh, What's wrong with him? <laughs> steady paychecks. I don't need to listen yeah. to that bullshit. Benefits. Uh, 401k. It's like he's a real person. It's like he's a human being. <laughs> it's not some gypsy driving around doing some bar in Lake Havasu <laughs> yeah. and then... Hoping you get a free meal at the next gig, <laughs> like a savage. Did you get a free meal in Vegas? Yeah, they did a nice job. Nice. Museum of Science and Wonders, my first time playing off the strip. Vegetarian? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chris. It's an atheist it's like, church. Yeah, but, well, but that means they only have meat. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. We had space ice cream. So and we um, met Paparazzi Julie. She yes. She came to the show. <laughs> So, uh, paparazziaccessories.com slash 89078. The number at the end is important. Support Nadra Connor. And you can get uh, every piece of paparazzi jewelry is just five bucks. Sarah Connor's sister. So, she's the aunt of John yes. Connor <laughs> that saves the resistance against the uh, so, you know, Terminators. That, that costs money, you know. <laughs> so, buy their jewelry, buy her jewelry and so fight she, the resistance. So, she can save the future. Yeah. All right. Even unless you want to let... Robots take Robots over. Robots take over, yeah. then don't buy your jewelry. Speaking That's... of saving the future, Johnny Rulon has a new book. Johnny Rulon! Uh, his novel entitled Green Cheek, A Junkie's Guide to Street Magic. It's available Johnny. on Amazon, both digital and hard copy. It's an experimental uh, novel which follows the exploits of the muse Calliope and her, and her, her immortal lover, T.S., on a journey through time, dreams, and the hidden places of supernatural America. The website is happyhorrorshowproductions.com. HappyHorrorShowProductions.com. I just hope that there's a Johnny Rulon Paparazzi Julie crossover. Yeah, that would be that really happens. cool. So, uh, and there's uh, the immortal lover TS needs a little jewelry for Calliope, and uh, things work out. And then they go to a school and start a performing arts project. Oh, well, that's good then. <laughs> yeah. So people are donating for that. Yes, Audacity Performing Arts Project produces after-school performing arts in poor, underfunded, and the lowest performing schools. Performing arts education is not a luxury. Please visit them at cfn.audacityperformingarts.org. Definitely support them. And the last one is supplyanddemandinvesting.com because planning for retirement should be as easy as planning your next vacation. It just takes longer. Supplyanddemandinvesting.com. Boom. Patreon subscribers Thank and you. supporters. $50. $50. We uh, <laughs> couldn't appreciate you guys more. It's, you get, it's you a get, bargain. You get that ad rate. It's great. So let's get to some trailers. I really, Chris. Now I'm I, I saw this trailer a couple times already because it really made me laugh. Now I'm curious to see uh, what you think of it. This is the Teen Titans Go to the movies. Now just a little background: Teen Titans Go is a TV show on uh, the Cartoon Network, and they are now getting their own feature film. All right, I'm turning up the volume here. We're gonna do this. All right, here we go. 
Do you know what makes a real hero? It's not the costumes, the gadgets, the cool powers. It's having your own movie. <laughs> and that has always been my dream. Uh, what are you doing? Just giving the people what they want. Our movie's not about Wonder Woman, it's about us, the Teen <laughs> Titans. No one wants to see us, fool. Wonder Woman <laughs> inspires people. And we do not. Uh, yes, Wonder Woman is great, but... I love Wonder Woman! Wonder, Wonder Woman! Woman. Wonder Woman. Uh, narrator guy, just do your thing. From the creators of Teen Titans Go! Yeah, the balloon man! It's about courage. Titans Go! It's about action. It's the superhero movie to end all superhero movies. Hopefully. <laughs> he farted. That wasn't a fart. That was just air leaving my butt. Which is a fart. Teen Titans Go to the movies. Because if Aquaman can get a movie, anyone can. <laughs> There's actually another trailer that's better. <laughs> do you know what makes a real hero? Uh, it's not is there the a Teen Titans? Uh, do, can we? Uh, do we have time to see the other one? No. Uh, let's no. do the uh, the other one that said uh, that has Superman on it. This one. Uh, yeah, or the top one, Warner Brothers Pictures. Down. This one. That one, yeah. All right. Let's do it. Coming this summer. This actually has um, Superman voiced by Nicolas Cage. <laughs> oh, here we go. They're finally going to make a movie about me! The story of Batman's greatest ally. That's me! That must be me! And best friend in the whole world. Finally! Alfred, the movie. It's time to clean up this city. Does look pretty good. I can see it. Just a young gun with a quick few. They're really making movies about every superhero. <laughs> Has there been a movie about you? There was a Green Lantern movie, but we don't we don't talk about that. <laughs> I'm afraid it's no. I only make movies about real superheroes. <laughs> Why don't they take us seriously? Titans. You guys are never actually doing anything. That time we discovered that sweet diner, and they had that food. That wasn't even a crime, and you didn't save anything. We save room for design. Having a movie is the only way to be seen as a real hero. What about an arch nemesis? Stop right there, Deadpool. Deadpool. What? Why does everybody think I'm Deadpool? I thought Deadpool was a good guy. By the way, he should be saying that he's not me. Okay, because I came out, like, way before he did. Nah, I'm pretty sure you're Deadpool. I am <laughs> If we can make him our arch nemesis, then they will see that we're worthy of a movie. I'm not interested in fighting a bunch of sidekicks and a half a robot. Oh man, I'm never letting you fly my body again. The whole world will be under my control. <gasps> Destroy them. How big is your army? A hundred thousand. Halt for the mighty Abby. <laughs> watch me, watch me, watch me. Do this. It's always been more than the music. You got it weights on the back of my cruise ship. Look, watch me, watch me, watch me. We're taking you down. How are you going to do it? What are you going to do? you going to fart on me? You want to have a dance-off? You're going to annoy me to death with your waffles? So that did make me laugh. And one of the reasons, too, is um, Deadpool is based on that character. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, uh, Deathstroke. Nursing major? And the, uh, the Business major. Deathstroke's name is Slade Wilson. You know what Deadpool's name is? What? Wade Wilson. Ah. So, so that really is the... Uh, um, Deadpool is the parody of that DC character. But he is now way more famous. Yeah, there's a million <laughs> inside jokes in that, which yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's watch... Let's do The Predator. Oh, 
that's infuriating. Now, I can't tell from this if this is like a, uh, like supposed to be a sequel or like, like the first movie happened and now we're picking up later because there's a kid opening a box and inside it is a predator helmet. Schwarzenegger send that to him many years ago. Tell me about the mission. Did you see anything unusual? Like an alien, you mean? He saw something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you men, someone or something tore them to pieces. I think they're attempting hybridization. They're upgrading on every planet they visit. We need to know if you pose a threat. We're assassins. Isn't posing a threat kind of the point? I don't know what that is. Is it just like we're starting a new universe? Or? Like, are we, are we, re, yeah, are we um, uh, kind of rebooting it or are we doing a sequel? What, what, what are we doing? Yeah, I don't, I don't get, um, I have a feeling this is one of those movies that's like not that great and we're not sure how to cut the trailer. So just Shane, hit all the beats. Shane Black. I know Shane Black directed it though. You know, uh, I can't. I can't quite. I can't put a. I can't figure that trailer out. Well, I don't, I don't know what that means. You know the way things are now. That well, why don't we wait until six more trailers drop and then we'll have a better <laughs> idea of uh, what the movie will be about. Yeah, <clears throat> ragtag crew of ex-soldiers and a disgruntled science teacher can prevent the end of the human race. All right. Well. Fair enough. Good luck. Yeah, good luck, ragtag group of uh, people. <laughs> ragtag. How many times has that been used? Ragtag. Way too many. I don't want a fucking ragtag mm, yes. team. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, how about a, uh, you know, an elite soldier? How about elite yeah, group or team? You know? Send the SEALs after yeah, the Predators. Get a good dumb ragtag. Mm. What do you... Yeah. Yeah. Fucking intramural flag football <laughs> right. in college? What yeah. are you doing? This is not the Rebel Alliance. Yeah, you know, you act... even those assholes yeah. aren't ragtag. Yeah. They're like rebels that align. <laughs> so uh, we'll see on that movie. Ragtag so. just sounds like, you know, pick up basketball at yeah. a Y. Right, exactly. Like middle-aged guys with knee braces. It's like, would it really be ex-soldiers if an alien lands? Chances are we would use the real soldiers. Yeah, we're not yeah, going to use yeah. the... We're gonna, the, the ragtag. The, the ragtag? Yeah, the group. Yeah, we'd use the actual ones. Maybe these guys are going to enslave the human race. Well, yeah. just see who's available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, well, we, these guys are busy in the Middle East. Just we, Craigslist up some yeah, soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> who's left? <laughs> Fucking idiots. So, all right. And on DVD and Blu-ray. All right. I have not watched this. Everyone, um, please stop emailing me. Yeah. It's out now. I will. Batman Ninja. I I really. I expect a review next week. I got to see it on a big screen and I have to see it in Japan. (laughs) (laughs) That might be a tall order. No. Being it was a directed DVD release. I don't think so. (laughs) Some theater. If there's a theater in Japan playing it, yeah. Sanai and all our other operatives in Japan mm-hmm. right now, contact me. Yes. If it is playing in Japan, I will go there mm-hmm. and I will watch it and I will never return. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put together a ragtag team of comedy film nerds. <laughs> Fans. And they will save the world it, from uh, alien DNA genetic splicing. Sure, yep. <laughs> That's happening in Tokyo right um, now. The next movie is Black Panther, which I found very surprising. It's on Blu-ray. It's still playing in the theaters. Uh, I, I Apparently, did they not expect it to be still playing in I the know, theaters? I know, they should have gone, hey, it's still in the theaters. Let's just push Let's this. Let's push it back. Let's yeah. go Christmas with this thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a really weird window because, you know, they could still, people are going uh, as double feature, seeing Black Panther and Infinity War together. The two of those movies are going to be in the theaters through the end of the summer. Yeah, they're going to be there for a while. 
so it's it, it's weird that it's available now. So all right, Doesn't make so sense. so if you don't want to see it, in, now you have a choice. You can either go see Black Panther again in the theater or uh, see it on Blu-ray. Or come with me um, to Japan. You are, yeah. Where, Join my ragtag team of misfit. Where who knows what's playing? <laughs> Uh, the next movie is Samson. Uh, this trailer is hilarious if you get a chance to see it. It's one of those big budget, you know, sword and sandal, epic, Bible-y type. Bible-y? Uh, Bible-y little, type. This uh, movie's pretty yes, bible Yeah, type uh, movies where, you know, it's like, oh, that's where Billy Zane's been working. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and it really. Sounds like yeah. Billy Zane is in a ragtag team of. And it's like, and you've got these crazy corny lines like in any action movie. Like it could have been Die Hard is like, well, if you were expecting a fight, you should have brought more men. Yeah. Like it was, that's what the, uh, that's what Samson would have said. That's of course. Uh, so now the interesting thing I'd like to know, I'm curious, is that because this is a, uh, based on a Bible story, is there a built in audience that will support this movie go see it and uh, spend money regardless of how horribly terrible the it would depend uh, trailer on how you marketed it because right. if you're going to market mm-hmm. it to the christian movie community then you right. need to make it that yeah and if the trailer's just like samson kick it ass i don't know the, that, and the, that's what the trailer yeah, is the I trailer is samson kicking so you wonder like like who is this movie for is it like uh you know it's it's it Long-haired looks like brawlers yeah it looks like it's trying to they're trying to Promote it as a, uh, you know, a big budget action kind of spectacular, but also you've got like, well, let's make sure we get the uh, the religious stuff in here too on the trailer to make sure we get that audience. But I don't know if you're going to get either. <laughs> so right. um, now the next movie I did want to talk about, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. I finally got the chance to check uh, check out this movie, and I have to say, it is by far one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It is really up there to the point where it's ridiculously awful. Like if you took the fifth element and took the production design from the fifth element and put it in an empty room, that's what this movie would be. (laughs) It makes... bizarre <laughs> take the production design from yes. this movie from 20 years ago yes. and put it in an empty room yeah that's yep. the valerian <laughs> it's room. uh room. it makes no sense it's horribly written horribly directed horribly acted I, I mean this movie is only for one uh demographic and that's people who want to be production designers or possibly visual effects artists that's the only people this movie is for watching this without any concern for the script in mind or directing or acting or anything that would actually go into an actual film uh, with the exception of the production design. That's all it is. It's like we go literally from one demo reel to the next from scene to scene. So this is just like scene. looking at like, like carpet swatches. Yes, this is, what- this is exactly what it's like, a cinematic version of looking at carpet swatches. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. carpet swatches have yeah. a little more story arc to yeah, them. Yeah, but- yeah, yeah. You could uh, you could see like, uh, you know, there's some backstory to a tile. <laughs> Uh, so not in this movie uh and every once in a while a star shows up so you know, i'm watching this movie i'm like oh wow i'm actually watching clive owen and uh um Rianne get um a- and ethan hawk get cinematically embarrassed so it's like you know every once in a while i get that actors need to work and i get that sometimes they have to be in bad movies but this particular movie maybe miss a car payment you know, it, it 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 would have been better if you you know you miss a miss one mortgage you know, payment or sell whatever. Sell the summer home yeah, and have yeah. your dignity. It would definitely be a better choice. How um, about just fly first class rather than a private jet? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you'll be fine. And then and not do this movie. And don't do this movie because this movie did no one any favors. No. Uh, uh, I don't know what's happened to Luke Besson. I think that's how you, is that how you pronounce his name, Aaron. Yep. Uh, I don't know what happened to him, but uh, I don't even know if he showed up for work making this movie. But it's, I gotta tell you, he's it's, ma- a, I mean, it's I, an absolute disaster. I think he's one of those guys. It's like he had one. He had a one-hit wonder. He yeah, was a one-hit that was wonder. amazing. Yeah. And then everything after yeah. that was not. Yeah. Well, even Fifth Element had its moments. Right. Uh, but, but this one, Fifth Element, though, if you go back and watch it, yeah, it's not a great movie. It's not a great movie at all, mm. and it has its moments where you go, oh. Maybe this is who he really is as a director. Maybe right. Lefemme Nikita was a fluke. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and really who he is is like, yeah. you know, Chris Tucker in these dumb outfits talking right. dumbness with bad with carpet swatches. Being surrounded by dumbness. Yes. <laughs> 
So it's um, it is on one of the streaming services right now. And if you want to be a production designer or visual effects artist, um, this is probably a good movie to, to use as research. Get a nice 4K TV and watch yep. it. Yep. If you um, are interested in any other aspect of filmmaking, um, you there's no reason to watch this film. Yeah, maybe go back mm. and forth between this and Kodachrome. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was it was truly like just when I thought it was one of those movies where well this isn't going to get any dumber, and then every scene gets dumber yeah, than the next one, and, and it, it does it gets dumber and dumber, and it's like it tries to set up like a payoff and have a message, and every single frame falls flat on this film. So every once in a while you think oh that movie de- deserved to make a little more money, it should have done better. This movie deserved every failure it got. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, it was a terrible, terrible film. So, and uh, if you're watching this movie and you go, you know, it wasn't that bad, you're wrong. It really is that bad. It's a terrible movie. Even if you liked Fifth Element, if you thought it was a really good movie, you're not going to like this movie. So, All right. uh, but again, if you're a fan of production design, that's, uh, that's, the, that's the only way you can enjoy this film. So, all right, now the site spotlight and fan feedback. We want to tell you guys, um, we just haven't been making an, uh, any money at all onto the YouTube channel. So we're suspending the uh, YouTube editing for now. Uh, if we get to Patreon up to 2000 that's kind of the next tier about uh, hiring. But we couldn't justify the cost right now. We're, uh, we're stretched thin as it is, and uh, it just wasn't working out. They demonetized us, yeah. and, you know, we got kind of caught in that a weird crossfire between um, YouTube and the sponsors, and we kind of uh, started at the wrong time. Yeah, we'll release the full video. I mean, we'll put that on Patreon still. Yes, so you um, Patreon subscribers will still get, still get it. the full video, but we just mm-hmm. can't afford to, and Frank Pulaski did a great job to cut yes. up the, the episode into s- clips. Not, you know, we just didn't get enough views and subscri- subscribers, and it just didn't make sense. So right. we tried it for a year. Yeah, we did. We we gave it a full year, so um, so what we're saying is support the Patreon. Get us to uh, two thousand, and we might uh, be able to revisit it. Oh yeah. So um, premiering this week, Deadpool two. Yep. I'm so excited Let's for this movie. Uh, you know, it's interesting when you hear like all of the, you know the the backstage kind of stuff was like, you know, the original, the director of the original one, he quit, you know, creative differences. And I'm looking at these trailers and everything that they're doing. And I'm thinking, God, what would he, was he trying to do? Like, I can't wait to see this I know movie. this movie, each trailer yeah, the, is better. Yeah. This direction, you know, that Ryan Reynolds and the new director went in, I'm on board. I can't wait to see this movie. Yeah. Maybe the really original fun. director was like, Oh, it needs to be more somber or something. Now, who like, knows? Oh, no, you're not. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but even they, um, it's been a brilliant marketing campaign too, because it's it's never let up. Like, there's all these trailers that have been released. There's all these jokes in the trailers. There's new ones. And then there's, like, a Celine Dion music video that yeah. Deadpool is in that's hilarious. So it's um, it's almost like a lesson from, you know, the Suicide Squad marketing, where mm-hmm. it just never let up. It's like, we're going to throw so much money at the marketing. You can't help but see this movie on opening weekend. Yeah. And I re- like like, really... Like, uh, if you count up all the trailers and, like, um, you know, different videos that Ryan Reynolds has done as Deadpool, it's probably even more than Infinity War mm-hmm. when you look at it. Uh, so I'm excited to see it. Counter-programming is Book Club. That's the brilliant. movie we talked about. It's brilliant. Um, before about... Uh, I always respect good yeah. counter-programming. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if there'll be a lot of overflow, but there probably it's no. definitely counter-programming. It's like, if you don't want it, because what, what is in your local multiplex is going to be Deadpool and Infinity War on like 10 of 12 screens. Right, exactly. <laughs> so Then you might be able to find Tully yeah. somewhere, like playing at 11 in the morning. Yeah. And then uh, you know, the 7 p.m. show will be book club. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, well, uh before we have a special ending for this show, but so before we do that, I'll just say uh, again, thanks to everybody that came out to see the progressive comedy tour with Ron Placona and myself it was really mm-hmm. cool. Uh, it's really something we're building on in um, Vegas. And Graham, San- are you going to do it again? Yes, we are, Chris. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for asking. Because um, here's one of the things. Because we- I missed it and you didn't come to the city that I wanted well, to be in. If you live near Nashville, Huntsville, Alabama, Asheville, North Carolina, Louisville, Kentucky, or Atlanta, between June 20th and 24th, we're coming to your town. Wow. Um, 
That's it was a, that's a bit spread out. It is a bit spread out. <laughs> uh, those cities are all next to each other. Yeah, <laughs> they're close enough. Yeah, <laughs> that part of the world's very close. Um, so it it was um, it was cool because uh, in Vegas and San Diego we had a couple progressive candidates come out because mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't we don't want it just to be a comedy show with some political jokes we want it to be right. almost like a rally and and have an activism element to it so these these candidates that are running against big money corporate democrats um they came out in the and, primaries in the primaries mm-hmm. um so the nevada primary is uh june 12th the california primary is june 5th mm-hmm. and um you know we had a green candidate come out in san diego and at the end of the show we introduced them and then they're in the lobby because we're doing a meet and greet and they're talking um, and i'm like ask these people questions like here's a chance to talk to a candidate and see if they're really in if their politics are in line with yours and they're like i don't take corporate money i want medicare for all i want right. to end the wars i want like it was like awesome um, yeah, good luck. Yeah. Well, <laughs> ending the wars. <laughs> vote, vote for people that won't take the money. That's how it starts. If Honestly, we, if we could get the money out of politics, it would solve so many problems. Yeah, and the, the whole thing. And I started. I've started doing a joke in my act about well, lesser of two evils. That that mentality and mm-hmm. voting that way is why mm-hmm. we're in this situation. Right. So get the fuck involved. Mm-hmm. You can volunteer for some of these candidates. You know, there's a lot of things people could do. Uh, it's not going to ha- change. Isn't going to happen overnight. But apathy will guarantee that nothing changes. Right. Well, that's or, what they count on. Yeah, and they want they want you to vote for the lesser two evils. They want mm-hmm. you to not pay attention. They want low voter turnout. They want all those things. So, mm-hmm. it was really cool in this tour to have that element to it, and then have talk to people after the shows and have like political discussions and stuff. So it's like you can laugh and have a great time and. So it's kind of like at the end, instead of a meet and greet, you had kind of like a town hall. Yeah, it really. Yeah. Happened. In all seriousness, we did. It yeah. was really, it was really cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you go to GrahamElwood.com, you can see uh, all these tour dates. Um, the ticket links are up for most of the cities. If not, they will be soon. And there's also a Facebook page, uh, Progressive Comedy Tour Leg Two. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, go to GrahamElwood.com and 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 check this out. Okay, cool. And then I'm going to be selling. I made Make Gotham Great Again shirts. Nice. For my political vigilante show. So they're going to be available at Comedy Film Nerds very shortly. Awesome. Yeah, we're going to put them up as soon as possible. Uh, also, I want to mention that I'm working on this uh, new project. Uh, speaking of uh, political and progressive politics, is uh, the Alton Wright show. Uh, my buddy, uh, Jack Carrera, is an old time. Uh, comedy writer from uh, like Bosom Buddies, like Mr. Belvedere. He's like one of the graying sitcom writers. And uh, he created this show. And we have um, Bill Dwyer as Alton Wright about a uh, right-wing talk show host. But he's more of Fernwood Tonight where he's uh, doing it out of his garage. <laughs> and uh, he can only interview local people so it's all called all local right-wing characters played by comedians you may recognize nice uh and uh they're trying to f- get some funding together for the um the pilot presentation so they tried it again on kickstarter it didn't work so they're trying it again i'll be involved writing and producing it um so it's on indiegogo right now so if you could help them out that would be great it's indiegogo it's called alton right a-l-t-o-n-w-r-i-g-h-t and their goal is very low they only need fifteen hundred dollars so um check it out and help out if you can there's some cool rewards like hats and t-shirts normally at this point of the show we would say our names and say han shot first we're not going to do that tonight we're not going to do that um a friend of ours a very good friend of ours and a friend of yours probably murray valeriano who's been on this show numerous times. Uh, he's had his podcast, Road Stories, at the LA Podfest. He's one of my surfing friends, my surfing buddies. Uh, he just had open heart surgery um, Monday. The What was that? The he's point? doing well. Doing, I was there. I went to the hospital last mm-hmm. night, and he's doing quite well. It's amazing. The te- te- technology today, they can do open heart surgery, and he's like sitting up in bed talking to me and this other guy uh, at like 10 o'clock at night, wow. four, hour, four hours after he got out of surgery. is insane. Um, so, uh, you know, his Twitter handle is at Murray V, um, send him some love cause he can look at his Twitter feed and in the hotel room. And last night in I the just hospital did, room. In, in the hospital room, um, uh, we would assume if I say guy had open heart surgery, he's not in a Ramada, Chris, but yeah. thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> um, so, uh, like, oh, it's a nice hospital. Wow, it's really nice. Um, well, they have room service. Yeah, it's really they do it at a hospital, Chris. And he's hooked up to a million machines. Yeah. It's like he's a part of a video game. Oh, so it's. <laughs> 
Oh, so it's like Vegas. Yeah, it's like he's in a, yeah, it's like he's, he's got a VR helmet on. Yeah. Um, but so I did a little interview last night with Murray. Um, he kind of medicated. So, <laughs> so, so, but I asked him what, we just had a quick conversation about what some of his favorite hospital movies are. Mm-hmm. And so here's Murray Valeriano in the ICU, uh, four or five hours after open heart surgery. And so uh, send him your love on uh, Twitter and Facebook and let him know because he's going to be in the hospital for um, another week probably. Uh, so here it is, Murray Valeriano from the hospital in beautiful Los Angeles, California. Hey, uh, comedy film nerd fans. Here's a little bonus content. I'm here uh, at a hospital with a frequent guest of the show and the host of the Road Stories podcast, Murray Valeriano. Hey, I haven't watched any movies, but I had some really funky dreams under anesthesia. (laughs) I'm also on my pain meds, so bear with me. What's your favorite uh, hospital movie, Murray? (laughs) It's the one where all our heads get big and we eat spaghetti. I'm not familiar with that film. It's, It's a joke. Um, I haven't watched any movies yet. I haven't watched any movies yet. I just just uh, historically though, like what oh. what hospital related movies do you oh, think hospital hospital related movies? Uh, Young Doctors in Love. Nice. Good, good film. <laughs> I think that's all I can muster right now. I think that's all I can think of. Hospital movies. What other are there? Um. Oh wait, what? Patch Adams. That's wow. up there. Patch Adams. Yeah. That's up there. Um. Oh, what was uh, what was the movie based off of the book Doctor Physician Heal Thyself with William Hurt? I think it might have been called The Doctor. It's called The Doctor. Yeah, that's an actually a really good film where yeah. a doctor has to go through the process of being treated as a patient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, that came out in the mid '90s, I think. Yeah. Uh, more? Yeah. Come on, I know you just said your heart surgery, but I gotta fill content. <laughs> All right, I'm not supposed to make him laugh. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm glad your surgery... Did you tell him what's going on? Yeah, so um, Murray uh, had a bad valve in his heart, and so they he had surgery today, and... Open heart surgery. Open heart surgery. He is... Six hours ago. He had open heart surgery six hours ago. Uh, it's about 1040 at night. He's hooked up to a labyrinth of machines, and this is how uh, the Terminator started. And uh, so he's doing really well. And since, you know, he's my friend, my surf buddy, and a comedian who also has a podcast, we wanted to give him some podcast love. So anything else you want to say, Murray? No. um, I know we have a lot of crossover listeners. uh, So thank you guys for tweeting at me. Uh, I just kind of glanced at my phone earlier, and I was really touched uh, for all the love um, and all the well wishes. And I'm at Murray V. If you want to send more, I'm going to be here for about five to seven days, bored, because uh, Graham's not allowed to come back. All right, you know, yeah, you, you turn you turn off one machine, and everybody gets mad at you. <laughs> so Graham's making Graham and my buddy John were making me laugh too hard, and it hurts. All right, yeah, I'm not allowed. To, I can't I can't make him laugh. But uh, yeah, guys. Um, at Murray V, show him some love. Any any road stories related uh, stuff or photos you ever took with him, post it online. It's really cool. Also, uh, movie suggestions because I will be out of ICU uh, in two days, and then I'll have like five days in the room. So uh, I'm looking for stuff to watch on Netflix. So I'll give you one right now. Bobby Kennedy for president. Uh, watched all four episodes. Yeah. Watched all four episodes. That okay, then I would say yeah, that was a fantastic series. God, that was great. But you know some shit died with him. You know some oh, well, yeah. some sketchy stuff died with him. Sure. Right. Marilyn Monroe. I mean these are Kennedys we're talking about. There's no way <laughs> there's no way his hands are all clean. Um, Everybody refers to Marilyn Monroe as sketchy shit. <laughs> um Did I well, mention I'm on uh Oxycontin right now. <laughs> This is Murray on OxyContin. So this is Comedy Film Nerd's OxyContin Hospital version. Um, but yes, yeah, send Murray some stuff to watch you guys and uh, wish him a speedy recovery. He's currently holding a teddy bear. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> also, uh, there, will, there should be a new Road Stories podcast on Sunday. 
So Aaron's gonna, uh, from All Things Comedy, is gonna bring in his Zoom, and one of my comic buddies is gonna come in. So look for that for updates and some crazy road stories. Because if you haven't listened to my podcast, this whole uh, heart thing started when I was on the road. So yeah, and any, anything to uh, hashtag barf heart yes. is what Murray started. That's his hashtag. So tell him why. Do you know why? Yeah. No, you tell you tell the barf heart okay. story. Uh, it's because the condition I have is mitral regurgitation, so my heart is barfing <laughs> constantly. So it's hashtag barfart if you want to tweet at me, hashtag barfart. At, at Murray V, hashtag barfart. Um, all right, buddy, get well soon, and I, and I won't come back anymore and make you laugh. Thanks, man, but come back. No, I'll be back. Okay, good. <laughs> all right, Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Graham and Chris. You got it. Han shot first.